sometimes But don't be afraid to be a source of light Peace, good people Peace How we feeling? Feeling good, Rika, how you feel? I'm feeling very present and grateful Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. I feel like I have this extra sultry whisper going on uh, because Kamali is sleeping in, in the other room. And I like to name where she's at in case you hear those. Those. <laughs> she's just in there and, and we, we rocking. I thought I thought it was sultry because of the cinnamon in your coffee. I mean, I put cinnamon on top of my coffee, courtesy of uh, my mom. That's how my mom does it. And sometimes she be doing what she be doing. And it's time I like it. So. All right. <laughs> so, Riga, the affirmation that I selected for today for your affirmation mm-hmm. <laughs> is on page 26. And it reads. Today, I will take time to honor a sacred moment, no matter the circumstance around me. My happiness is my responsibility, and I am okay Okay with with that. that. Mm. I want to read it again. Today, I will take time to honor a sacred moment, no matter the circumstance around me. My happiness is my responsibility, and I'm okay with that. Yes. (laughs) This is a very unique affirmation. Because based upon different places and times we've been in our life, this has been one that's been challenging, uh, sometimes off-putting. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, I know we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, and here we are engaging with it, right? Yep. By choice. By choice. So yes. shout out to the waters that rise and recede and rise and recede yeah. and give us different perspectives. Yeah. I found this affirmation to be fitting today for reasons that I would like to share. I had an experience with a very good friend of mine that I have been waiting a long time to have with. Mm -hmm. And the experience is one that I think in casual conversation may not seem like a big deal, but when you've been heavily embedded in your grief and leaning into the process of grief. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those things that you would do daily that you may take for granted don't occur like they mostly would. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) Kamali, (laughs) she really quick note. She was fighting this sleep. Her eyes were closed. Curry to check. (laughs) Yeah, this is most of what she was doing with her eyes closed. (laughs) And we put Big Worm next to her, which is her little toy that she snuggles with when she sleeps. Yeah, um, it sounds... It sounds like she's fighting Big Worm now. (laughs) It sounds like her eyes are open. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Riga, you gonna grab her? So, after Kamayu was born, I had so much support from family, but also from very close friends. Yeah. And one of those friends, I'll just name her because yeah. she's she's that's my guy. That, yeah, it's my dog right there. It's my shoddy low. Her name is Ziamara, CO for short. And CO was with us every day mm-hmm. when Kamayu was born, the days following. 
She -hmm. brought us breakfast. She brought my mom and I coffee. She was present. And I had so much gratitude for the ways that she showed up for us that I wanted to return the favor of showing up for her and showing up for her, uh, making time specifically for her to thank her. And I know that I don't have to do that. Like our friendship didn't require like, oh, you do this for me. I do this for you. Mm-hmm. But I was just so overwhelmed by how she was present that this was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And in particular, I was like, okay, how, what, what way can I show up for Zio? Like trying to define what would best suit us. And I realized like, okay, I want to have her for lunch. And something as simple to me now, right? having her for lunch was not easy for me then Mm, in my mm. grief I found it very very challenging to plan for something outside of my present because Mm -hmm. I didn't know where I would be I didn't know how I would move through it I didn't know how I would feel Mm -hmm. and it was just really difficult for me Riga to like put something as simple as a lunch together for a friend I don't know why that was challenging. And maybe in your experiences, you can help me examine that more. But (laughs) y'all, almost two years now, I have finally put together this lunch. Mm. Finally did it. And Mm. it meant so much to me. It meant so much to me to be able to intentionally make time for my friend. And it means a lot to Kamali, too. (laughs) You were making time for your friend. Um, You were making time for you. Mm -hmm. You were making time for the practice of love, right? You wanted to show up for her in a way um, that she can receive. Because the love is already known. She knows you love her. You know she loves you. But sometimes beyond the knowing, you want to put into practice I'm willing to show up for you in a way that meets your needs and interests. So, yeah, you put together a lunch for her, but you really put it together, I saw as for a place to love more abundantly. You all's love is reciprocal. That's why it wasn't I need to do this for you because you did this for me. But more so, I do this for you because I desire to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful and deserving friend in our life Mm -hmm. um, for that type of love to be reciprocal for her Mm -hmm. I also think about what it meant to watch you prepare uh, the space and do it with intention Mm. and you know you said something is what I was what I wasn't able to do then right I was able to do now what I wasn't able to do then and not knowing how grief predicts or controls for Mm. But there's also this very distant relationship with a calendar yeah. after grief. Yeah. The idea of looking forward to a date mm-hmm. in the assumption that it will come to pass and manifest just the way you want to. Um, Full term loss interrupts the calendar. Um, and I'm, I would imagine it's the same for other types of grief, but differently than the grief I've experienced before. This one totally disconnected me from what is called a plan. 
mm-hmm. because of how much planning it requires to have a baby, mm-hmm. because of all the classes you go to and the milestones and the checkups. Without it trying to plan, you literally have to have a plan, you action plan, you you nest, you get things ready, you order things. And so I think that whole idea of planning was just a really difficult, yeah, difficult part of life for me to interface with. Yeah. And I make room that that was also the case. We had some days where, yeah, you know what? We could have had lunch with her, but we had no clue this day was coming. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's schedule works like that. Yeah. Especially Zio, right? So I just want to make room that like the desire was there. And some days you were like, man, I wish I would have known this was this would have been a good day. But you don't know it until you're there. Yeah. I kind of modeled the lunch experience after picnics in the bay. Mm-hmm. And I set up outside underneath our tree and I created like a little seating area and, and we sat on the fo- on the ground um, and we had our, our little pergola table and uh, set the table with our plate settings and I had a bouquet and I put uh, games on the side and I had reading materials on the other side. And I just wanted to create like an experience for us to really just enjoy each other and have, have a good time, right? Enjoy mm-hmm. lunch. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, she was surprised with the intention that I put into having lunch because really it was just, we not, oh, I won't minimize it. We had sandwiches and I did melt the cheese. And so when you melt the cheese, I think that is. That's a grown up sandwich. Yeah, that's a really grown okay, sandwich. I get gourmet right there. <laughs> yeah, we had like pasta salad and she had a little rosé and I had a little sparkling water and it was, a, it was a nice little vibe, you know, nice little afternoon date. And she really, really appreciated it. I really enjoyed our time together and she stayed much longer than I expected her to. Yeah. And it actually rolled right into the time of when my cousin, my first cousin was coming to visit. Mm-hmm. Like my first cousin, her and I are the closest in age of all of my first cousins. And her and I used to hang out real tough back in the day, like high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is from Oakland and I am from SAC, but we would take the train to see each other just to kick it. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, we. Amtrak kick it. Yeah, we would Amtrak kick it. I, I, we just were, we were just two peas in a pod. Our mothers are sisters. Uh, her mother is my mother's baby sister. But life uh, has twists and has turns. Mm-hmm. And over time, we have not spent as much time together. And when Kamayu was born, however, she was very present and showed up for us mm-hmm. and showed up insofar as she understood what grief was from her perspective, yeah. but was able to identify grief. Yeah. Right? And um, still, it's been about, you know, two years since Kamayu was born and we live in the same city, but we don't spend a lot of time together and she made time for me right mm-hmm. to, to show up and and she came and we were just chatty chatty and talking just catching up right like you know where are you now and how are things going for you and she has two children and one of her children is an exceptional learner mm-hmm. and 
we are sharing our experiences with who we thought we would be, how we thought we would be, what we thought we would be doing, how yeah. things, how we thought things would look for us, right? Yeah. Like all of the things that w- grief sits in. And Korea remarked that y'all was in there having a real adult conversation. <laughs> I loved it. I loved, I loved seeing their tone. And I heard reflection. I just heard so many things in their power and their identity as mothers, as cousins, as black women um, in their experiences. It was really it was really powerful for me to hear that because, you know, as long as I've known Felicia. Right. We've been together since high school. So I've known her cousin. Right. Mm -hmm. Since since shortly then. Mm -hmm. So I've watched the growth and development in both of their lives. But to watch them sit down as I would call, you know, like sister cousins yeah and share experiences and talk about the ways motherhood has empowered them Mm -hmm. it was just a league of its own Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. much reflection so much growth so much it was beautiful it was good and i was telling her like this actually the best way i could describe it in the moment was i felt so comfortable but really like my spirit felt at home right Mm -hmm. like it recognized that this was family Mm -hmm. and it felt really good to just be vulnerable and reflect and talk about the lessons that we've learned um, across the years, but in, especially in the last two years. Yeah. And That's right. she stayed That's right. with me That's right. Come on. until nine o'clock. Now, Kariga actually left. He he ended up, you had a rehearsal uh-huh. that you had to go to because he has a show. Got right. a, a few shows this month, but yeah. yeah. So she stayed well into the evening with me. And um, again, like much longer than I expected her to stay. And at the end of the night, Kamali was really, really fussy. Um, I think she's teething. So she's been biting, yelling at me, and uh, <laughs> also very playful, uh, all-encompassing, all uh, you know, as, as a baby. But uh, I got her ready for bed, and I finally had some moments to myself. And it's like, okay, after I did all of this today, now what do I do? Now, I made a list of things to do. Each day I have a list of things to do. Mm-hmm. And I had a list outside of my visitors that I thought I would get to that I did not get to. And so the next thing I was doing, I was like, OK, well, let me get the house together. Let me feed myself. I hadn't eaten since lunch. And I kind of set up the living room so I can relax, you know, a little bit. And I pull out my computer to look at my my list of things to do, my agenda. And as I'm going through my list, I'm starting to feel like, damn, I did not get to anything that I said I wanted to get to. In fact, like I forgot some of the things that I wanted to do. Like, it just totally slipped my mind, I guess, once I put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. And I started to feel like a deficit, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And I had to, one, be with that feeling. Like recognizing, I'm I'm recognizing how I'm feeling. And by this time, Kariga comes home and he's telling me about his experiences with the music. And he, he asked me how I'm doing. So I'm sharing with him, like, I'm actually experiencing this. I'm looking at this list. I'm feeling like, damn, I didn't get to it. But then I had to rehearse the knowings. This is, a, this is very important. I, I really want to talk about this because it didn't take, I didn't realize it until that moment. Uh-huh. Right. Because you saw me in real time. Yeah. I started to realize like, no, there is no deficit here. I actually poured into my cup today. 
I have been trying to make time for my friend mm-hmm. for two years. Yeah. It took me to, and it was hard. I, it, that was not an easy thing for me to do Yeah. because of the grief. And I have finally done that. And this matters to me today. I was nice. able to pour into my, yes, Kavali. Kavali is smiling at me as I'm talking. Very, good. very noteworthy. Okay, you want, I get it. I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Man. I'm excited too. But recognizing in that moment that I had done something that I had been trying to do for so long. Yes. And how powerful that was for me. Sizable. Yes. It was really big. And like I welled up with tears because I, I was able to reflect on what the last two years have been. And be gentle with myself in that moment and grant myself grace for what I just did and not look at this as a deficit to my day, uh-huh. you know, but rather like, no, this, this is the work, yeah. this, this work, being able to take time and pour into my cup this way, it <laughs> fills me up so that I can do the things that are on my list. Mm. The approach, let's, let's reframe that. You said doing those things helps you fulfill mm-hmm. the list. So mm-hmm. it's, it sounds like a reminder to me that we are human beings, right? Mm-hmm. And not human doings. Mm-hmm. So if our list if our list is always to do, then when do we get to be? Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. you were in a very fulfilling place. Yes. One that has taken so many days, so many moons, so many sunsets. Yeah. Right? We talked about sunsets and grief, right? Yeah. The actualization that the day is coming to a close as that sunsets. Yeah. So what you thought was an item on a schedule mm-hmm. was much larger than that, right? Yeah. It was purposeful and it provided reflection, but it also gave you an encounter with a familiar feeling mm-hmm. that you thought was deficit. And think about how many times you looked at your to-do list or your planner list and the things you planned on doing you didn't do. Mm-hmm. And it reinforces a negative feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, this time, because your cup was full, when you interacted with that feeling, that negative reinforcement, you were able to correct that, experience it, but then correct it. But you know what? My cup is actually filled. And this counts for so much to my being, but also to the momentum of any goal that I have. Because before I am goal oriented, right? It is to love more abundantly. That's right. And you have this love as your guiding star, the reason why you do what you do. Um, the reason why you run, right? I'm running because I have joy in it, not because I am trying to get to a certain desirable uh, weight, size, or presentation by a date, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy coming to the work, just yeah. like I enjoy showing up for the relationships yep. that have poured into me. Yes. And I watched you pour, right? And it was, it was fun to watch this happen. This is totally a small detail to the big part of the day. But Felicia set the table because she has been trying to practice this thing around time and what she defines or believes as punctuality because she wants to show up for herself according to the goal she sets for herself. But motherhood is its own clock and time. So she had the table set ahead of time and the wind blew and knocked down (laughs) the vase and spilled the water. Right. And I'm in the backyard with Kamali. So I have one hand available and I'm shouting to Felicia like, hey, the vase just spilled off, uh, just tipped over. So 
I asked her, <laughs> would she like me to put the the tablecloth in the dryer? And her idea was, you know what? I just don't have time. But <laughs> And I came down in a wrinkled shirt and he also asked me, would you like me to iron it? And I was like, I don't have time. This is this is minimal to me. Like It don't matter to me, this wrinkled shirt. <laughs> but my role was to support you in showing up for you and what mattered to you. Yeah. All right. So I took the table settings off and I took the tablecloth to the dryer and I dried it before our guest showed up. I say our guest because there's a she's poured into both of us. She loves us both dearly. But this idea that I don't have time. I'm just going to take a deep breath to reset. Mm. Because if there's anything grief taught me. Is that time isn't just linear. And it's in time. And and I watched and the pandemic also taught me a great deal about time and taught me a great deal about what people thought their plans would be and how that shifts. But I, I just believe that it was worth showing up how you desire to and just being being your partner in this work and watching you grow in this way and show up in this way. It's just my job to see to it that I pick up any of the little details or um supporting roles because that's all i know of our marriage right Mm -hmm. we assist each other in supporting roles and whatever the lead is Mm -hmm. so i was really happy to see that i knew it wasn't just a lunch date Mm -hmm. i knew it was a representation of a day that had come Mm -hmm. where the love was able to be reciprocated because it was full yeah it was full and not even just that part You know, you were able to also show up for me in the moment when I started to feel like I did not use my day the way that I should have. Right. At the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And though I was enjoying my time with my friend and my cousin, I also had some challenges because, like I said, Kamali is teething and she was Miss Fussy. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was a challenge. Right. Yeah. To have to be present with Kamali and also with my loved ones. And, you know, and Kariga, he's working. So it's like we're we're working together with this. But I was holding Kamali a little bit more to, to free up Kariga to work for us. And <laughs> you know what? But even just pause on that, because I, I talked about that last night. I acknowledge that the day was different than even I planned. Yeah. So I I just plan to have certain amount of touch hours with Kamali. Mm-hmm. Our relationship is built that way. I'm really hands on with her. Mm-hmm. I enjoy our walks. I enjoy our naps. I enjoy the change, the diaper change, the fussing. Like, give me hands on time. Mm-hmm. So when I don't have hands on time, even I can feel that. Yeah. Right. And I know that you you must be holding it, not somebody. You must be holding it. And then especially when I know she's having a unique presentation day because she's not a fussy baby. Mm-hmm. So I could feel all of that. Right. And you made it possible for me to attend to some tasks that we both value as um, important. Mm-hmm. But similarly, um, I aim to help you show up in tasks that we both feel are important. And what did we find right at the end of the day? We Yo. came to this understanding, right, that parenting both expands your capacity and limits your capacity. Even insofar as when you reach that threshold yeah. that we talked about, you 
you know, like all other things have to stop. Yeah. But but it also it also has this ability to increase your capacity because you are functioning at a level and doing more than you thought you ever could do. Yeah. Right. So it, it makes your margins really clear. Mm-hmm. Here's my threshold. Um, it's my capacity to do the other things that I thought I would do is is not happening. I am attending to my child. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can feel restricting. But there is also this great expanding and growing and expanding that's happening. Mm-hmm. And you're able to do more than you ever thought. As simple as half the things we do with one arm now that we used to do with two. <laughs> Man, she's training me for the one-armed Olympics. It's 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 <laughs> it's 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 really she trains mind, me. mind-blowing that she has given me capacity in this way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it's just a gift that you can't predict mm-hmm. because there it don't feel like a gift right in like week two when you just like ace hey, what is sleep like how that go again <laughs> it doesn't feel like a gift right it feels right. like i need a deep breath mm-hmm. i can do this but it don't feel like a gift right uh, even even let me just say this like even in experiencing parenthood in this way after having a child who's transitioned it is a gift to meet this child's need yeah i don't know anybody who is that uh just i don't i don't i can't i don't know what that philosophy is called but if you are suffering sleep deprivation and you still grateful you different than me right because i'm not under sleep deprivation i can't practice gratitude i don't i can't find it i can't find it i can't find it slim (laughs) so i'm talking about in those hours when you're really just trying to you know get back to that version of yourself Mm -hmm. but here we are Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. baby in arm currently Mm -hmm. podcasting currently Mm -hmm. talking about loving more abundantly in a real way and this is an example of capacity expanded man right imagine (laughs) what we used to what we used to need to come to the space yeah i even think about all the episodes when we were pregnant and thinking about like how do how do we do this yeah and here we are like doing it and i was actually talking to one of my partners Mm -hmm. and i thanked him for being a part of my life and my storytelling the way he is uh, but I told him you're 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 here in this way because you knew how to see Felicia. Mm. Like anybody who's a part of my life right now has had to know how to see you, has had to know my regard for you, and has had to work within that system. And I told him, like, dog, you ain't know how to work with nobody who's ever lost a child. Right. But you did. Mm-hmm. You didn't know how, but you did. That is the same about being present i don't know how but i did yeah and presence is profound Mm. it's not about doing everything right yeah it is about doing what you can how you can and being present with that yeah so yes it might have felt like it took you two years to get to this date but you were present about it right every bit of intention and what you what you thought your clock was going to say time said otherwise (laughs) so i I just want to make room for that understanding that you know that feeling at the end of the day but i also love how showing up gave you the reinforcement you needed to interact with that feeling yeah and call its bluff yeah 
Yeah, I re- I really sat with that, and it, I, it's important to sit with your feelings. Grief taught me that, mm-hmm. and examine them. And I was trying to figure out, okay, well, how how am I going to understand more about what it what it is that I'm I'm feeling? And Korea being being my my partner, my guy, I was able to actually express that to you. And in doing so, I was able to realize in real time, like, nah, this is this is my opportunity to rehearse the knowings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Grant myself grace mm-hmm. in these moments. Mm-hmm. These feelings that I'm feeling, I don't have to feel them. My happiness is my responsibility, right? And my cup was filled today. That's a big sentence, y'all. Y'all are hearing this from Felicia, <laughs> who was so skilled at slowing down the processing of her feelings, she taught us all so much. Mm. And it isn't, this statement does not erase um, the days where we didn't have this joy. But for me, it is evidence that joy isn't separate from grief. Yeah. Right. There are moments and pockets in which you can feel the warmth of the love Mm -hmm. and you let yourself have that too. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because if we're talking, if we're talking honest. Grief as a experience, as we learn, isn't it's not on a timeline, but it is September. Right. I've been thinking about it. And that month resonates with everything I thought I was and everything I thought I'd become and who I became. So much of that happened in September because you are in the. Right. We're, we're in the countdown phase. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in this month, we recognize Kamayu's birthday and I'm rehearsing music and performing music from the Prayers of an Angel Father album and sitting with those opening lines. Mm. So there's so much happening real time, but it's just proof that grief isn't always sad. I think about what it means for me to stand before an audience and share my story. Yeah. And have people who maybe didn't know Kamayu interact with that part of my life. There is a father's love and pride I have in being able to not detach myself from that part of my story. So I don't have to get on stage as a performer and separate myself from my experiences. I don't have to get back to business as usual or back on beat or back to entertaining. I get to carry my story with me because it was documented so i'm so grateful that i um documented my story in this way a way that was true to me because that story then came to help carry me through sometimes it's not that you forget your story it's that you forget the power to stand in it the pace of the world and the rate of the world is so very sometimes overwhelming right but having the courage to know that I'm moving in the time of what's most important, the love, the legacy, and how we, and how Kamayu informs how we show up, that matters most to me. I cannot just fit in the world regular. I don't want that. I don't want to belong that way. I think the world is still adjusting and shifting to make room for all people and folks who experience grief in different chapters of love. So, and just grateful to tell my story that way and stand in the story and not 
and not try to be like the rest of the world that I so vividly remember was still underinformed about grief. So mm-hmm. having the courage to stand in it and making room for love more abundantly. Like the unique thing is nobody who's coming to a show is coming to a show for a show the way things used to be. Folks are going right. through so much just to get to that show, just to be uh, having, you know, a negative COVID test or the way COVID has impacted their families, their daily lives. So having the courage just to stand in, you know, who I am and and that being part of what makes it all special is a reminder for me to stay true to the course uh, because grief is not just sad. It's eye-opening. It's love, right? It transforms us. Mm-hmm. And watching you serve, watching your cup be full enough to serve is just evidence yeah. that time moves us closer to love and not further from our loss. Time moves us closer to love and not further from our loss. That is how it works. Man, which also reminds me of the other part of my day. Really quickly, I I, I won't hold us. Mani's mom called. That is so true. And she shared with me how we have made space for her to grieve the loss of her was it her firstborn? Her firstborn. Yes. And Darius. She, Darius is his name? Demetrius. I'm Demetrius sorry. is Demetrius, his name. Yes. And how beautiful that was that he was now 34. 35. 35. So this this was 35 all, years. Yeah. And she's saying how now she's had this opportunity through witnessing our love and our grief to grieve her son. And that reminds me of the responsibility we have to stand in our flow Mm -hmm. and not try to rush back onto the page of the world because that's the one that doesn't make room for grief. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. What a beautiful day, even down to the, to the end and experiencing that dissonance, but rehearsing the, rehearsing the knowings, how important it is to rehearse and rehearsing the knowings. Mm-hmm. Can I just make a second for anybody who is experiencing uh, currently or recently feeling like you have not met the enough of your to-do list and you are so much more than the action items on that list. And just because you didn't do it in that day doesn't mean you won't get it done. Give yourself some grace and reapproach it mm-hmm. uh, because it wasn't about a race in the first place. It was a, a plan you set for yourself. And I'll leave with this too. Kariga also reminded me last night that there is no negation and affirmation. Right? Is that what you said? There's no affirmation and negation. Thank you. (laughs) That's all good. There is no affirmation. Thank you. Of course, that's what he said. There's no affirmation and negation. Shout out to Dr. Cornell West. Yes. Yeah, Sacramento. Hey. So I will close with this affirmation. Certainly. It's on page 50 and it reads, I can grow from difficult experiences. Mm. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. Say that one more time for me in the back. Man, I can grow from difficult experiences. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. 
challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. Yeah. Yes. All we need is room to process the challenge. Yeah. To sit in the challenge overwhelmed and not being able to reflect on your experience. Right. That's that's an undue suffering. Mm -hmm. I, I. I wish and desire for all of us to have room to reflect, but we understand the circumstances that afford some people more time Mm -hmm. and some people less time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let us move courageously to a world that loves more abundantly. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another. Thank you. Episode of soul affirmations with Karika and Felicia (laughs) and Kamali and Kamali and the listeners on the black love podcast network. I really thank y'all for being the audience who, determines that this type of content this type of uh, understandings are important mm-hmm. i really thank you all for standing and making it clear that this is noble work i want to also thank our executive producers mm-hmm. cody and tommy oliver mm-hmm. our producer crystal hill mm-hmm. and our brilliant editor masu mm-hmm. McLemore. Hey. thank you so much may we all love more abundantly peace peace